G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. When you think about it, if Jesus is who he says he is, then he was able to choose the time and the place of his birth. So what does his choice tell us about God? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome again to the program, as today we kick off a new series of messages called Pursuing Peace. Now, I don't know about you, but Christmas is a time... Well, it's a time that makes me think. Think about a lot of things. If God is God, why have Christmas at all? If Christmas is Christmas, why do we celebrate Christmas the way we do? I mean, the name makes it pretty clear what it is. Christmas. And yet it's about turkeys and trees, presents and parties, holidays that people take, whether or not they believe in this Christmas thing. Now, I'm not one for the hype and the razzmatazz of Christmas. I like it quiet and intimate. And what I love to do in these weeks heading towards Christmas is to head back to where it all began 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem in that stable. Then I'm not into the pantomime kind of Christmas either. Now I'd like to head back and immerse myself in the reality, the donkey, the stable, that starry night, God's story. And as I was doing that recently, I thought to myself, what does this Christmas, God's Christmas, tell me about God? It's funny, when you look at the symbols of Christmas, it's amazing what we do with them. Look at the candy cane. Now here it is, this white cane, and it has three small red stripes around it. It has one big red thick stripe on the white. What's that candy cane all about? Have you ever wondered, okay, we trot out these candy canes at Christmas time, but why? Well, the confectioner who first invented the candy cane, he didn't make it a candy cane at all. Turn it the other way around. And it's a J. He actually made it a J for Jesus. And the white was to symbolise the purity of the Son of God. The three small stripes were there to to symbolise the stripes on his back when he was beaten at his crucifixion. And the one big thick red stripe is to symbolise his blood. Yet we take the things of Christmas, the symbols, and we change their meaning. We reinterpret them. I had quite a bit of time at Bible college to think about Christmas and God and a whole bunch of other things. You know the most profound thing I learned? At Bible college, you learn to be a theologian. You take the stories of the Bible and you snip them up and you put them into little piles, neat little piles. So I have a pile called the Doctrine of the Trinity and I have a pile called the Doctrine of Original Sin. I have a pile called the Doctrine of Incarnation. These little snippets of Scripture and we think, wow, you know, I think I understand God now. In a sense, it's not a bad thing to look through God's Word and to bring together like things and to get a really solid foundation for what we believe and what we understand. I mean, the aim of that is to learn about and understand God. And that's why we have theologians. That's what they do. And you can kind of sit back satisfied and think, well, that's it. I've got God in a box and now I understand. But, you know, I... The thing that I learned is that if if I think that's the end point, I think I've missed the point. Because God's chosen way of 
talking to us is through the story in the Bible. And one of those stories is the story of Christmas. It's not some nice, neat, little doctrine of the incarnation. God speaks to us powerfully through his story. And nowhere is that more true than in Jesus. John, in his gospel, calls Jesus the Word. In the beginning was the Word. In other words, Jesus is God talking to us, saying, this is what I'm like. And Jesus is unique. He's the only person in all of history who could choose the place and the time and the circumstances of his birth. Let's just think about that for a minute. He is unique. If Jesus is the Son of God, if he is who he says he is, then he got to choose where he would be born, when he would be born, what was going on around him when he was born. So the fact that Jesus was born in that little stable in Bethlehem around the time of Herod and all that other stuff that was going on was a deliberate choice by God. Either that or he made a mistake. The question I have when I look at God's stories is, what is God saying to us about himself through this story? What's God wanting to say to you and me 2,000 years on about the way that Jesus came into the world? See, as we look at this story on the program this week, because we're kind of heading towards Christmas, and, and why wouldn't we do that at this time of year? As we look at this, what we're going to see is that it's not some neat theological text. But it's an outrageous story. It's a startling story about how Jesus came into this world. And for me, I'm, I'm someone who likes to think a lot and use my brain a lot. And for me, it's a whole bunch easier to get immersed into the theology of the story. I love to use my brain. But as much as that's true, the story itself is so much more real and engaging and it touches your heart. We all kind of know how the Christmas thing goes, I guess. Mary, she was a virgin and she was engaged to Joseph to be married and, and then an angel came and she fell pregnant through the Holy Spirit or that's what she said. Do we ever think of what it was like for her? What a scandal that must have been? Then they had the trek to Bethlehem, this tough grind and they made it this smelly, horrible stable where Jesus was born. And then the visitors came, the shepherds and the wise men. What, what were they all about? And then King Herod tried to have Jesus killed, and so Mary, Joseph, and Jesus had to flee down to Egypt as refugees, and all the two-year-olds around Bethlehem were murdered. And then they went back to Nazareth, this nowheresville where Jesus became a carpenter. I mean, if Jesus is who he says he is, the Son of God, then it makes him the only person in history who could have chosen that time, that place, those circumstances in which to be born. Bing! Wow! I never quite thought of it that way. But this whole Christmas story is a deliberate choice of God. Okay, if that's true, what does it tell us about God? Here's Mary, this, this virgin. She's engaged. She lives in a society where having kids outside marriage is something you get stoned to death for. Rumour, innuendo, scandal. God chose that. And this horrible trek to Bethlehem when she's almost at full term on a donkey. God chose that. And there's no room, there's no palace, there's no nothing except this stable. God chose that. And then they had to flee for fear of their lives. God chose that. 
what does it tell us about God? When we go beyond the nice, trite little pantomime, beyond the theology, we look at the story of God, the story of Christmas, the way he chose to reveal himself to us. You know, when I go into a crowded room with my wife, Jackie, I often don't read well what's going on in people's faces and we'll come away and Jackie will say, gee, so-and-so didn't look well today or so-and-so looked a bit testy today. And I go, oh, did they? I think there's a danger. We look at this story in the same way. We miss what God is trying to say. Christmas is about you and me. It's about God speaking to you and me. And today is just about asking the question, when you look at this Christmas story afresh and anew, as we're going to do together on the program this week, what do you see? What does it speak about God? This deliberate choice of Bethlehem, the stable, the fleeing, the being a refugee. What does it say to you about God? Come on, hard question. What does Christmas tell you and me about God, about Jesus? We love sharing the gospel with as many people as possible so they can experience a real and tangible relationship with Jesus. So before we go, I'd like to tell you about a free daily devotional to help you and your friends draw even closer to him. It's called Fresh. Each day you'll receive a powerful scripture verse together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement. And the best news is that it's completely free, delivered right to your inbox each and every day where you can choose to read, listen or watch the daily video. Completely up to you. It's God's word fresh for you each day. To receive your free e-devotional, just jump onto the website freshdevotional.org. You'll see the fresh e-devotional sign-up waiting right there for you. And as a bonus, I'll also send you a free copy of my e-book, How Can I Hear God Speak to Me? So head across to that website and sign up to receive Fresh. I pray that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through his word. That web address, in case you missed it, is freshdevotional.org. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.